everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 140. I'm, of course, one of your hosts, Tom, and summer is Neil. Say hello, Neil. Hello, everybody. Hope you enjoyed uh, 138 and 139 live from Siren Records and all that good stuff. You'll all have listened yeah, to it fun. by now. That was a fun day. It was it was a lot of fun. It was fun listening to our voices get louder as we drank, I thought. Yes, it was it was, starting ra- up it was sort raucous of and out of control. Yeah, Siren Records was Yes, great. it was. Yes. So, of course, you can reach us at uh, Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail or Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. So, without further ado... I, we actually have a guest today, Neil, that needs no introduction, which is good because, you know, I suck at introductions. <laughs> but he is, a, he is a luminary in the punk rock world. He's also the only guy I know named Tobias. So we are happy to be joined by Toby Jag from Red Scare Industries. How are you doing, Toby? Uh, good grief. Uh, I'm great. <laughs> thank you. Um, I'd like to say you flatter me with the uh, introduction, but that's not even flattering. That's just like, God, we knock it off. That's that's what that is. Um, <laughs> well, it's Thank you, thank you guys for giving a goddamn. I now I, couldn't I have been one thirty eight. That would have been way cooler. Uh, I guess it's my fault for taking so long to get back to you guys. But one thirty eight would have been. Well, maybe one thirty eight. One thirty eight should have been all misfit songs, but we totally screwed that up too, right? Yeah, that's true. We did. We well, were one thirty eight. Well, well, let me ask you, Toby. With with you being local here, have you ever been up to Siren Records in McHenry? Uh, yeah, dude, I haven't, and. Uh, Siren didn't really kind of come on my radar until after I had moved out of Chicago. Um, I am uh, lucky in that my partner is in medicine, so we have to kind of move around a lot. And um, we're back in Chicago now, briefly, for the time being. She oh. works at the hospital down the south side. Okay. Um, but but yeah you, yeah I, I won't bore you with the with the with the sojourn. <laughs> but, um, but but I haven't been out. To, I haven't been out there. And those guys have been so sweet about inviting us up, and they're, they're so fired up about, like, and when you come up here, we're going to take you to the Chinese food restaurant across the street. That's and like, right. They have uh, mentioned this every that. time. Yeah, that's right. It's good. And yeah. it's like, I mean, they better have, like, fucking some dope Peking duck or some <laughs> they, – they, they've talked up – they've definitely talked up the Chinese food restaurant more than they've talked up the records. But they buy um, a ton of Red Scare shit. They're super supportive. Um, I need to get up to there, but you know, like, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Do I need to go to the suburbs? Dude, it's, it's way, it's, it's way, it's way the fuck past the suburbs. Let me tell you. I felt like I was driving out in the middle of Iowa or something like that. It was a, it was a haul. It's like an hour from Chicago, but the fact of the matter is, have you, have you never been up to like, have you never seen a show at the Epic Deli? Because I know, like, I think Bow Rocket and Lillington's and a bunch of other, like, you're correct. Correct. Yes. Yes. That's right. Epic Deli. And they do. Hold, just calm down for a second. I haven't <laughs> lived in I haven't lived in Chicago. Uh, there was five years when we were in West Philly, and uh, and then there was we were in the West Indies, and uh, Epic Deli didn't exist. And then when I when we got evacuated and then moved here, um, it was COVID. So no, I ain't been there. But those guys are doing dope shit and. God damn it, I'm going. Okay, just calm down. Yeah, I've I've definitely booked shows out there, and they got they used to have that fucking hot dog uh, shop and all that kind of stuff oh, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yep, um, yep. um, I I'm I'm very familiar with the whole team out there, and I back it. And I, but I yeah I I I can barely uh, you know do shit here in in Chicago, let alone you know expand too much. But one of these days. So you, are you, you know, I kind of know your story, but I don't entirely know your story. You uh, grew up in the Chicago area? Not at all. No, I'm from the great state of Washington. Um, really? 
I grew up okay. in, yeah, I grew up in the woods. Yeah. And that's, um, when I was a teenager, I used to do a little college radio and stuff. And, um, when I moved to the Bay area, I went to school at Cal and I was interning at fat records and, um, they offered me a job after I graduated. I worked there for like seven years and, um, at the tail end of my time there, I started Red Scare just because, you know, there was, um, there was some records that I wanted to, you know, I mean, Fat Records is busy and I wanted to develop some bands. I mean, I love punk music, right? So, um, and Enemy U, who are dear friends of mine, uh, didn't have a label because Lookout was kind of like blowing up at that point. Not blowing up like, like, uh, you know, BTS was blown up. They were blown up, um, <laughs> like being being destroyed. Sure. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, in, in enemy, you didn't have a label, and it's funny. I was like, "Well, fuck it, I'll put your record out," you know, because those guys are all good homies of mine. And kind of how Red Scare started. We also put out the Falcon EP at the first uh, at the same time. So, so that was what, the first two we, releases. And what are we talking here? Like two thousand five something. Uh, the label started in 2004. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually, it's funny. You, you, what? No, go ahead. You tell your funny story first. I'll, then I'll tell mine. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll see, and we'll, and we'll see who's funnier. <laughs> uh, it's funny because you, you, you mentioned, uh, record stores out in the burbs, uh, what's it? Record breakers. Um, which, you know, that was Reggie's? the big Chicago thing. Yeah. Well now it's at Reggie's, but it was, it was a big record store out in the burbs. It was like, all about that whole like alkaline trio world and all that kind of shit. I mean, they sold like 2000 copies of this fucking Falcon EP. Um, and, uh, that was, that's like, um, one of the things that kind of got us off the ground, you know, was, was was some of that early stuff, that first, uh, Falcon CD. But, um, and I, I never went to record breakers in the burbs either because I was living on the West coast, but yeah. Anyhow, your turn. Well, yeah. no, it's it's just I was you know uh, Brendan Kelly, your sometimes your partner in crime, which actually I'll ask you in a minute exactly what the relationship is, but he was bartending still at the G Man <laughs> occasionally by the Metro, and getting us exceptionally right. drunk on old style. And he told us the reason the label started was to put out the first Falcon album. So I guess that's not really a funny story, but it does corroborate your corroborate your story. So yeah, my story was better. Um, if right. we're, if, uh, <laughs> right. Can we get it into? We get the in, independent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brennan is right. The, the reason I asked about the Chicago thing is I just assumed you kind of grew up there, went out to the Bay, went to school and came back to Chicago. So how'd you end up, how'd you end up in the Windy City of all places? Yeah, well, um, it, we, I was working at FAT and, uh, we basically, Brennan was like, yo, let's come out here and do this label in earnest sort of thing. And, um looking to to move I, I don't know uh he he sold me on it and um i just kind of took the plunge and moved out here and kind of ran a label and lived in a little shitty spot in uptown hmm. um you know we also were working with the methadones at that point um you know i mean let's be honest chicago is probably the best music market in the world and hmm. uh i don't mean like i don't know like uh Alkaline Trio is playing here on Saturday or, or, or look at any of these fucking shows that are coming through, these tours that come through. 
Uh, yeah, L.A. and New York like are, are great and all, but like Chicago kind of has like some of the biggest and best shows. So um, it's always been a great punk spot. Um, the community here is awesome. And as soon as we got here, we were doing like Red Scare shows, and we received really well. So I'm glad I took the plunge. But I don't know. You know, I think it was probably like I was in my late 20s, and I kind of wanted to do something else. You know, the Bay Area um, – was just about to like make that jump that I mean, my rent was at the time 700 bucks right when i lived in san francisco and pretty sure the place where i live now is like it's 4500 dollars a month jesus so, you know. christ <laughs> yeah you, you talk to anybody there yeah and it, it's it's just not the same and um i would encourage any of my punk friends who are still there and there are a few that are still trying to hold out. You should uh, just get the fuck out of there because it's kind of a drag. <laughs> See, Chicago ain't exactly cheap either, but yeah. Yeah, compared to that. The beer is insane. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, Toby, let's throw a, let's throw a song in. Because, and so I kind of wondered which direction you go with songs, but you actually kind of picked all stuff that's like newer stuff, right? Most most everything new. Yeah, I figure we'll just, we'll do, we'll do a little rundown about all the greatest music that came out this year it just so happens to be on red scare uh <laughs> he's not biased another another very yeah. uh, another very funny coincidence i think we're going to start with uh, the latest thing we did right the tight wire okay well, sure good. that's fine so tell us about tell us about tight wire <laughs> they're a chicago band right yeah they're dope uh, they're uh from minneapolis very oh, minneapolis. much minneapolis yeah they're part of that you know like the singer tane used to be like the uh production manager at triple rock he tour manages like dillinger four and, and does sound for d4 so they're all part of that like kind of world um and it's funny uh eric from dillinger four had sent me music and every time somebody sends me music i'm always just like uh groan here we go again <laughs> um but to, to Eric's credit, he knows me really well, and like the three or four songs he sent along, I, I loved it. And you can hear it on their their first record, Six Feet Deep, which we did. Um, and they're out on tour. They're, they're out on a pretty good tour right now, and we wanted to put some new music out. And uh, this is that song. You should probably play it, and then we can bitch about other stuff. Sure. Sounds good. So this is this is tight where anyone but you. Ow. I don't know what you want, but I know.
All right, tight wire there with anyone but you. And is that a is that a is that a forty five or is that off the album you were talking about? Well, it's going to be on their next album. Um, it's a what I like to call a digital forty five, being what? that we can't really make. Uh, I know. Sorry, dude. We can't really make. Um, I'm old. What do you want? Right now. What do you want? I'm very old. I, I, I like want... my singles. Well, yeah, I know. But you... yeah, you're on Skype right now. You're not that old. Um, <laughs> and you managed. And you managed to figure out. And you managed to figure out Skype better than I did. Um, the funny thing is about that that new Tidewire song, is uh, we I had been touring this summer. We did some uh, solo shows with Brendan and the singer Tane also came out. Tane from Tidewire. And we did this whole big tour of uh, like outdoor distance kind of safe things. A lot of, you know, brewery beer stages and pool parties and park shows, shit like that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and at the, the, the last day of the tour, Tane's like, yo, will you come out and listen to this song? Um, and this was a pretty, we were having a pretty good time in Brooklyn. It was probably three or 4 a.m. And we had closed down one of the bars in Red Hook. And we walk by, and um, my friend's like, oh, dude, this VFW hall will stay up all night for us. I'm like, really? And sure enough, he was right. But we walked by, and Pete Davidson was filming a thing, like, in the middle of the night, like, on the street corner. Um, Pete Davidson of uh, Kim Kardashian fame, if you, if you know. Like you guys are punk, right? Saturday Night Live, yeah. yeah. Right. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of funny. Um, so we are we're going to this VFW hall, and we're trying to keep tame. Um, kind of awake, so because you got to catch a plane like at five in the morning. And uh, he's like, "Yo, check out this song. I want you guys to hear this song." I was like, "This is the best." Met- why, why did you? You we've been on tour for two weeks. You haven't played this for me. And uh, super awesome melody. It's a little, you know, he's he's kind of into Blink One Eight Two. I think he's one of those closet Blink fans. It's real reminiscent of that. But um, uh, that's when I first heard. It. I was like, "Dude, yeah, yes, this is the best song you've written in a while, or it's the best melody I'd heard." I think of this year. And um, so they went and tracked it and they put some new music out for uh, this current tour they're on. So that's, and that's the tight wire story. Who were they, who were they on go. tour with? Cause I'm sure I've seen that name on a bill somewhere. I think they on toured s- with Bottle Rocket, didn't they? Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. They're oh, current can... on tour. Yeah. What? So I'm going to see them on Wednesday and on Saturday. That's correct. That's right. Yeah. Um, they're on tour with the last gang in Bottle Rocket. Right now. Yeah. 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 Excellent. I'll be sure to. I'll, uh, be, sure, I mean, I'll, I'll be sure to yell you, out for that song and get them all excited. Yeah. Well, I, I'm. I think they're playing. I mean, that's the whole point of putting new music out. <laughs> yeah. If you're into that, like Midwest kind of kind of weaselcore, D4 like pop punk shit, um, it scratches that itch, and they they do it really well. And they're really sweet kids, um, even though they're from Minneapolis, and people from Minneapolis are scary. If we're being honest. Yeah, they're almost Canadian for God's sakes. Is there Jesus. any band from Minneapolis that doesn't have some kind of a D4 connection? I think it's, like, impossible not to. Uh, Prince, maybe? <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, so, so obviously, so you, uh, what is the, what is the nature of Red Scare Industries as far as you and Brendan? I mean, do you two own it, or do you own it and he works for you? I'm, I'm, I've never been clear on this. Is this, is this, oh, boy. is this something Get that's personal. Yeah, you know shit. You, I mean, we, this guy wants to get into the uh, corporate structure. Yeah, he does. I, I do. I would like to see <laughs> your, to see your, uh, see your, your corporate papers. No, I've just always been curious because I know he's like your. He's always. I know he does has a hand in the label at least. First of all, I'm I'm the servant of all his bands. So like, let's get that let's get that straight. I'm the one that like has so to no matter who owns carry it. all the boxes. <laughs> oh God, 
No, I mean, if, if you want to know who um, whose name uh, the dead is in, yeah, okay, fine, that's me. But um, yeah, in general, but in general, Red Scare was started by me and BK, and um, you know, it's it's just uh, it's a pretty DIY operation. I would, is I think you're. Uh, you flatter me when you think that there's more of a, a proper structure to it all, but it's just uh, a couple of dudes who like bands. I mean, he'll tell you he's not really interested in like the logistics stuff of it. And because I come from a label background, that is sort of my job anyhow. But, you know, uh, it's great to have somebody who's a respected songwriter and artist like as part of the team here because you know, bands have a lot of questions that come from that perspective, you know, whether it's from, mm. you know, song, songwriting stuff or how do we do publishing or any of that kind of shit, you know. Uh, and also we're just like good homies that agree on a lot of stuff and have a lot of the same values. And, uh, I mean, how, how it, it's, I wish it were. Uh, what? No, go ahead. no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish up. No, I, was, I, I wish it, I wish there were more to it than that. It's it's uh, It's surprisingly uninteresting. Well, it's it's funny. Once again, I know I, I we had a long conversation before we started recording, so I I'm referencing something we talked earlier. But I always was that was the Mike Park thing, right? It's like he had one kid that helped him out, but he ran the organization out of his you know mom's garage. And you think of it as this big, you know, by pop punk label standards, you know, Red Scare is a pretty big name. I mean, I know you're not. Oh, that's really? Yeah, you, you, know, you think so, huh? Um, I really, I really do. Ball. I mean, I think you guys are kind of the standard bearer of the 2000s. Standard bearer, right there. Holy shit! Oh. Look at you. All right there, standard of the 2000s. So here we are. Here we are. Two decades later. Look at us now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. I, I, let, first of all, let's go back to your your comments about Mike Park. Um, one of the best, right? He's a dear homie. Um, you you mentioned Mike Park is uh, running his business out of his mother's house or his family's house. Is this his mom's this garage? Is, uh, you always. You always used to talk about it, at least. <laughs> I know I'm fu- I'm fucking around. I'm, I'm joking. Not a day goes by where Mike doesn't tweet about how he's uh, how he's uh, running his goddamn label out of his fucking mom. <laughs> Look, once you put out like Alkaline Trio and Joyce Manor and AJJ, all these fucking this yeah. guy, Mike could be fucking. He could be he could be running uh, his label out of the fucking Capitol Records building if he wanted to. Um, but I joke. Mike is the best and. You know, the reason why Mike has to bring that shit up all the time is because uh, we have to deal with the modern landscape of people who expect us to, like, operate like Amazon now, you know? Yeah, like and, expect the um, or any of that shit. I mean, look, I, 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 would, I wish we, put, we, we ship them as fast as we can, but um, we're sort of beholden to the U.S. Postal Service, who uh, has been embattled since mm-hmm. the uh, Trump administration. and. Yeah. And and it's just a, before, yeah. it's a real motherfucker, yeah. And so it's not before, right? If you get a package from Red Scare Industries, shows up at your door, is it packed by you or Brendan, or do you have like a, at least like somebody who packs your packages for you? How small are we talking about here? Let's get let's get real. <laughs> yeah. So so I packed ninety nine percent of all Red Scare orders when we had to move out of the country to the West Indies. We uh, I had thankfully some dear friends in Chicago who were willing to uh, pick up the uh, the torch, and they've been dealing with all the mail order stuff. Um, bless their hearts. Uh, they come to like all our shows, and they're good friends of mine. They, they I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to uh, 
drag them into the into the public eye. But sure. the Nixons are good homies of ours, name and names. they've and they're and they're friends. Yeah, name names. Who are who are these people? Where where are my records coming from? And to be honest with you, they're they're way more responsible and better at this shit than I am. So um, it's great. But a time will come when uh, I'll obviously have to be packing the orders again. But here's the thing: I've been thinking about it lately. With going back to what I was talking about with like the Amazon and I, nowadays vinyl is just so full of Karens and people with their expectations that we function like Amazon. I would, I kind of am about ready to like just give the merch store over to Merch Now or something. Or one of these like parties who, party. who are real professionals. Yeah. And it's like I'll send them my stock and they can fill the orders and they can deal with the fucking. You know, it's it just, it sucks because, um, well, it costs more for I mean, consumer, one of, obviously. yeah, it costs more to the consumer. Uh, it probably, I mean, I don't even know. We probably, we don't make a ton of money on final, but it's, a, it's an important thing to do. And one of my favorite things to fucking do is to, I remember being on tour in, we were in Utrecht, uh, Holland in the Netherlands with the Menzingers and Lawrence Arms. And one of my like most loyal you know, uh, customers from Sweden. I mean, I know, I, I know all the people. And when I tour with these bands, everyone's like, yo, it's me. I'm like, Oh shit. You know, I'm it's, I love that connection. Um, but it's definitely changed a little bit in the past few years. And you know, some of it is because there's the profitability of the flipping community. And some of it is because, you know, USPS has been fucking up. Prices are going up. COVID has made things difficult, and it's the uh, the the fun of mail order has sort of uh, I don't know. It's dissipated a bit for us, for me personally. Going back to the vinyl thing for a second. So, how long is it if you wanted to put out a vinyl release for, say, Tightwire for that for that new record or something? If you wanted to put out a seven inch, right. how, how long would it take now from planning to actually getting it in hand? Yeah, I mean, it depends. You, you know, it depends who you use to make your records. Um, a lot of people use a place called Pirates Press, right? Um, yeah, we've had we've had, uh, we've had we, yeah we've had Skipper yeah, on, the had Skipper yeah. on the pod. Yeah, and he's great. I love Eric. They're they're dope. And I've been doing my first vinyl we ever did was with them because they're out in San Francisco too. They're just run out of their fucking punk apartment, like literally. And I walked over there with you know audio master in hand and here's the art files on a disc and this kind of shit, you know, uh, 15, 20 years ago. And that's, that was cool. And obviously good for them because, um, they probably have like 50 people that work for them right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're great. Uh, but, um, you know, I just had, we just put out this heart and lung thing, which I think we'll be hearing from next. And, uh, it was, you know, it's supposed to come out, it's supposed to be done in like four months, but it took them like six months. But right now they're talking about like maybe a year for shit. So, um, it's, it's hard to say, I guess the CDs we go. Oh, fuck CDs. Yeah. I'm not into that. But, uh, but I know, I I know just for the new naked Reagan album, right. I was supposed to get it in August and now I think they're saying January. So I don't know what the hell's going on there. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you what's going on there. Amazon did a, uh, subscription service and they just clogged up all the pressing plants. You know, Adele's doing 500,000 pieces of her 
of her new record, and that's going to affect every single independent band and punk punk label there is, like all that kind of shit. And it's, you know, while the vinyl boom is fun, it sounds like oh, everyone's getting rich. It's like kind of. Uh, I mean, I I still think we probably lose a little money on vinyl, um, but wow, you know, I get it. It's cool. All right. Yeah, I mean, we we're also. Do I? No, I was gonna say no. I keep interrupting you. That's the problem. We can't look at e- we can't look at each other's eyes and see where we're going. So no, go ahead. No, I have nothing to say. I'm just uh, I've had two cocktails and I never showed up anyhow. So hey, what are you, you drinking? I, I apologize. What are you drinking tonight? Man, you guys, you guys with the tough questions. Well, you this should know what you real... should know what you're drinking. What is it? A mystery drink? <laughs> man, it's a, I don't even know what's in this thing, man. I'm feeling weird. Uh, I like to drink. It depends. It's a little late for this right now. I mean, uh, it's, it's the evening time. I like to have a little Coke Zero and vodka. And I know what I know what you're at, what you're thinking at home, listeners. Um, the tens of thousands of listeners are like, "What?" And no, I'm like, "Yeah, good. dude. What, what do you want?" Coke Zero is dope. Vodka is great. Um, also, you know, a little bit of caffeine. You get. And I won't stop talking. So that's kind of like that's where we're at right now. But what's what, what's the next song? We better get to the next song. You so you mentioned Heart and you mentioned Heart and Long. What's the deal with Heart and Long? Oh, they're awesome. Uh, they are from Cleveland, Ohio. Great town, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, there's a whole bunch really of plumbing the depths, plumbing the depths of the Midwest. Plumbing the depths of the Midwest. Oh, we got some. Mm-hmm. Got yeah, some I know. Yeah, by, by the time you're signing, by the time you're signing bands from Cleveland, you know you've really. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Cleveland is, you know how I was saying, Chicago is like the best. Uh, the best music market like Cleveland is the second best market for punk because you've got to go from you know if you want to get from Chicago the best market to the east coast the other big market got to go through Cleveland and it's, the shows are great there um, whenever whenever Lawrence Arms are on tour the first show they sell out is always Cleveland whenever they announce a tour it's like boom that always goes fast they're great out there they party hmm. you know? I see uh, but yeah, so that's hard and hard and long. I kind of discovered them a little bit. Um, Matt Sanders of the Sidekicks it was like roommates with some of them, and he's like, "You got to check these guys out. They're like total red scare material." Um, I uh, I also book a band called Dead to Me. They're a bunch of California punks with a X. Um, and when I book Dead to Me, they make it a a point to like they want to have support bands that um represent an inclusive lineup so pocs lgbtq and um the promoter there was like oh well this is the the heart and lung is the band that should definitely play with it to me i was like all right oh that's cool let's let's get them on there so um i've heard they come they come heavily recommended from the local scene uh be it sidekicks or uh the people in the good people who put on shows in cleveland so um their record is fucking great you should you should play that song and let the let the All good right. people decide. Uh, Let's check it out. This is heart and lung. Let's check it out. Shit, heart and lung. Shit together. Heart and lung. Shit together. Heart and lung. A man drink like that and he don't eat. He is going to die. When?
heart and lung there with shit together. Um, are they, That's are a they... wicked accent. Great, right? It's great. I told, I told you it was great. I told you are it was they... great. But all I've got to say, yeah, it's a good song. Are they married to that name, though? Heart and Lung. That's It doesn't exactly skip off the tongue, does it? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, also, but... if more, you know, you, you think the name is tricky. Uh, there's an ampersand in the name. Right. And that is, yeah. Um, yeah, they're going with they're, they're sticking with it, man. Ride or die, heart and lung, all the way. I have I have I have, um, I have I plenty of band it. names I could sell them. I've been collecting band names for like two years, and He's I got, got a whole ones. Yeah, I do. Well, I got it, I got shit. Tons. It's funny. The conclusion I've come to is we're gonna play like seven songs. We're gonna have to do shorter segments, Neil. Shorter segments. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely so he, not. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm so not. I can't. I can't censor my art for anybody. What are you talking about? That's true. You are an artist, Neil. You, you use words the way that Muhammad Ali uses punches. <laughs> Isn't he dead? Uh, also, you know, we just we just talked we just talked about how it takes nine months to make a record. I'm definitely not changing the name. The fucking record. The record's <laughs> out. Yeah, we're stuck with it. Great. It's already set up. So we're okay. So where this is, this is such a silly question, but I'm so interested. So where are the records sitting, waiting to be shipped? Are they in Brendan's garage? Are they in your, like your apartment? I mean, where where where? Yeah, every, yeah, yeah. Don't go don't go to Brendan's garage right now. It's full of like bathroom tile or something. Um, see, this is why this podcast is going to take all goddamn night. Is because you uh, our warehouse is in the Boston area. I mean, what do you what do you want from oh, me? You, you guys are really. <laughs> you guys are very interested in some of the more boring logistics of of rock and roll. But yo, let you know, what's the what like yourself, Toby? We're middle aged men. We're very practical. We're very worried about the practical aspect of things. You know. Yeah, you're like those memes where you know some guys like doing construction. All the dads are outside, like supervising that kind of shit. That's definitely. what it is. Yeah, That's sure, definitely Tom. You're sure yeah. doing that right? Yeah. Sure so, so your day job. Uh, let's let's. let's well, no, let's not do day job. Let's dive right into the next song, just because we're we're it's, it's the tunes are popping right now. All I right. think the next right, song would be would be Elway maybe. Elway is what Elway is the one you had next. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah. That's what Elway. Are they from Denver? Are they from Denver? That's what we need to know. Uh, <laughs> they're from Fort Collins, actually, which is Denver esque. Um, okay. They're. Uh, yeah, I, I got a couple bands I work with from the Front Range out there. Um, LA just got some shows with Hot Water Music. They're coming out to play the War on Christmas with the Lawrence Arms. Um, they just did some shows with Men Zingers. I know Tom's a huge fan of, even though oh, yeah. it's weird. Tom, uh, Tom, um, he pretends to like the Clash, but he doesn't like the bands that are sound like the Clash. So whatever, dude. Um, <laughs> you think the Men Zingers sound like the Clash? I thought they sound the like the Menzingers. Absolutely, absolutely no, not. Menzingers absolutely sound like the Clash. Look, are you drunk? No, right, look, I, don't I, I think I think you had too much Coke Zero, mate. Too much Coke Zero. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so LA is other nerds. Elway's yeah. So they're they're nerds. Um, one thing I like about Elway, you know, they could be lumped into this orgcore kind of thing a little bit, which is like lazy. But the cool thing about LA is they also have a little bit of that kind of Colorado twang, you know, and and I think you know unless you really put a gun to Tim's head, he wouldn't tell you that he knows about like Americana and roots country music, but it really does kind of seep into their in, in some of their songs, and it's cool. Um, they have a really really cool. Uh, cool palette they're fucking with and you know the band's been on the label for like five records now i think 
So this is their new one. Uh, and we, they're doing some. They were doing some shows, some cool shows, and we want to get some music out there. So I think the song's called "The English Wishbone," right? It is. All right. Indeed. Let's give it a spin. Give it a spin. wishbone and being english i'm offended i don't know who i should report them to but i'm going to report them i don't to know somebody. i don't know why what i don't know what makes it a wishbone more english than like a regular neck bone or something I don't, I don't know because it's superior obviously because we're english that's why 
Yeah. Duh. Well, it's funny you say because it is funny because Elway is definitely one of your one of your bands. Yeah. You know, you got so Toby, you have a bunch of what I would call like legacy bands, right? We're talking teenage. Oh boy, you got you got some. Yeah, you got an interesting definition of legacy, but I love it. I'm listening. Go on. Well, this is what I would, at least in the early days, the bands that defined the label, right? To me, it's Lillington's. I know you didn't do the first couple of Lillington's albums, but Lillington's, of course, uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket, and maybe cop, maybe copyrights. These bands are sort of evergreen, right? I mean, these bands will always sell records. So, is. But I noticed you don't always stock records for these bands. I mean, you just did a Lillington's thing for Record Store Day. Is it? Yeah. Is it more? Is it, does it make more sense for you to make to, to keep that a little more scarce? Or I, I, what I'm wondering is why can't you always buy <laughs> this, fucking, this guy? This guy really wants really into the nuts and bolts. Yeah, that's tough. But um, even, well, even, even though, even though, let me say this. Let me just break in a second. So, Teenage Bottle Rocket. Um, which, al- which album funny, is it? Is, is it? is it? Is it total? Is it's one of their first albums anyway? The one that you guys Even put the out. First three. Yeah, the first three, I mean, right? it, it's yeah. it sells for hundreds on on Discogs if you can get it. So we were just wondering, I guess, why why hasn't that been reissued? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. <clears throat> Let's give <laughs> my dinner too. Sorry about this. <laughs> yeah, no shit. If I, I guess we're getting into it. Uh, yeah. So um, I don't want to throw any uh, aforementioned. Um, pressing plants under the bus here but um <laughs> they, they they shall remain nameless but they have lost uh all the uh manufacturing components not once but twice oh, no. um and yeah we've done total has been obviously it was pressed and those is re, we've done a few we've done multiple pressings of it um it's happening it will happen again uh, we're also going to do another way, you know, we finally got warning device out again. Um, you know, it's <laughs> manufacturers are, uh, just as fucking lame and shitty as everyone else in the music industry, labels included. Um, so, so, uh, we're all in this together. I guess we've come to the right, right, uh, right industry, but yeah, uh, you're asking about some of the core bands and some of the shit's out of print. Like, yeah, it's out of print, but it comes back into print. It goes in and out and, you know, shit sells through. And, um, it, you know, obviously it's affected by uh, the production time, the turn times and everything. So I would say new releases get get a bigger priority because, you know, we're trying to fix it on that shit. And it sucks when I hear people say that, like, people are paying hundreds, hundreds of dollars for... Uh, you know, old releases, but you know, what can I do? You, you should listen to it on Spotify. It's free. You know, I, I, I don't have to tell you, um, but you know, yeah. Uh, the other, you know, there's a lot, there's a bunch of core, you know, you did mention Cobra Skulls, there's Menzinger stuff, uh, Mass Intruder, like Nothington. We've got a fair amount of like good selling bands and, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it, yeah, we, we've over the last 15, 16, 17 years been able to build like a co- pretty good catalog. And I mean, you can go back to some of the shit from the first couple of years and people are still listening to it. And that's what's really cool about it. No doubt. So, 
it's funny. I'm going down the song list here, and I'm sort of getting more excited as I go because we're definitely getting more into my wheelhouse as we go here. Okay. How did you? Uh, how did you? I mean, you guys are all Chicago guys. I get that. How did you end up uh, talking the Bullweevils into making a new record? I mean, you, I know you put the single out, which was great. They've been playing that song live, so a lot of us have heard the song a couple times. Um, yeah. How did you coax these guys out of semi-retirement? I mean, they play live a lot, I know, but I, I, I never thought I'd necessarily hear a full length from them. Yeah, um, and their full length is going to be really good, actually, because um, is it done? I don't want to get to them. No, but it's not far from being done. And um, okay. this might be the this might be the Coke Zero and vodka talking, but um, <laughs> they, they've got a lot of like pretty. They've got a lot of pretty good like trusted friends. Like Joe from Rise Against has been like uh, guiding them towards like some good mixing uh, options. And Brendan's been helping them out and stuff. Uh, and just various people from, like, the Red Scare fam have been, you know, telling, like, oh, you should do this song, you should redo this song, you know. So so we're working on putting together a pretty awesome Bull Eagles record. And, you know, those guys are all, like, super fucking busy. Pete's a fucking uh, uh, telephone lineman, you know. Um, Ken's a Ken principal is, or something, well, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Daryl's obviously a doctor. Those yeah. guys are all... Uh, busy as shit and um, they're not one of these like pro punk bands they're from a time when like you know they're from the 80s punk scene in yeah. Chicago yeah that's and, that's, uh, my, that's my scene so don't be don't be dissing it there yeah I was gonna say Johnny Menzinger yeah, well, yeah. No, yeah it's, it's <laughs> good grief no I mean look uh, even though I'm from the west coast one of the first punk bands I ever ever heard was Naked Reagan so Obviously, I have like a, a, a deep affinity for that kind of stuff, but um, yeah, Bull Weevils. Uh, it's funny because you know Daryl loves to. Uh, I think Daryl would definitely consider me a good friend, and I would consider him the same. But like we were doing this sort of I don't know courtship or whatever. We talked about all right, yeah, let's do a record. He came at me with these hilarious uh, anecdotes, tales that I don't entirely agree with. And it was something to the effect of like, yeah, so um, Toby, you told me, and this is my best Daryl impression. It kind of sounds like erudite, right? Um, <laughs> as, I, as I recall, you were saying you would, um, ne- over your dead body, you would work with the Bull Weevils? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, um, only, you, <laughs> you would only work with um, us if it was a like split with Rise Against and <laughs> this kind of shit. Just like, I don't. You're going to have to show, and he's like, I've got this in an email. I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, anyhow, it, it, it got off on that foot, but we hang out um, anytime they're in the neighborhood. We always meet up for a drink and some some snacks. Uh, and I think uh, it's definitely been one of these situations where I just didn't know those guys, you know? And Red Scare is a thing we've always tried to, this is why our that's why our label is not very popular. It's because we kind of only work with like our friends. Um, and well, that's the fat model. This may that's be the, the big wreck model, right? Yeah, it is. It is kind of. I mean, I don't even. I think most of the bands on Fat Records hate Fat Records. To be honest with you, I'm kidding. They're fine. <laughs> but you know, like, uh, well, Fat Records is 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 a big thing, and they sign bands that they don't know personally. I mean, you know. Sure. Uh, and I'm but sure that, Mike, that's the goal, Mike right? Still puts out, Mike still puts out his friends' records who don't really sell either. You know, I mean, I think there's an element of that still going on. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Toby. 
No, I mean, I'm sure. That, yeah, I, I don't know. This, they, they drop bands, though, too. Either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, uh, but we uh, we kind of need to work with people. Oh, yeah, my bombshell was that we don't really do con. We don't do contracts. And that's one of the things that, like, other labels, uh, they love to hear about because they're just like, oh, you know, and, and there's there's a little group of managers and lawyers who are like, who, who scout Red Scare bands and kind of hit them up on the side and were like, yo, I'm going to sell you to this label. What do you say? Kind of shit. And that's happened a bit. And I mean, again, I'm here to lift my friends up, right? So mm-hmm. I don't take it personally or any of that shit, but we don't do contracts. I don't, I, we, we, we definitely like develop bands and get them off the ground and sometimes like don't reap the rewards of that second or third record. But that's not, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I don't, I don't want to, have a contract with my friend you know sure. um and so the point of the bull weevils we just didn't i just didn't know them as people and um once you start having a, a couple beers with those motherfuckers uh you realize like oh these guys are cool as shit like they're not gonna they're not gonna like you know and, and it's been great for them they've gotten a nice bit of press and you know there's a lot of good karma working with the bull weevils because they're all essential workers and they're doing they're doing good shit and the band rips so it's, it's cool all right well, yeah, let, let me ask though. let me ask you this so you're having a beer with them which is your favorite watering hole in chicago to have a beer with the ball weevils what's your favorite place <laughs> yeah okay that's um this is going to be a misleading answer because oh, i boy. i live down here yeah, i know i live down here in the medical district down like south side and the corner bar i hang out with is called hawkeyes which is you know, it's just full of like nurses and construction workers and decidedly unpunk people, but everyone there loves me and we're, it's, it's awesome. So we go to Hawkeyes when we're, they're, they're down here practicing or whatever. Um, it's not a bar where you're ever going to see a single rancid patch or whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's where we go hang out. I mean, if you're asking what, what's the bull weevils bar we would hang out, it's liars club. I would say, um, that's the quintessential, like, that's where, like, it's Peg Boy's clubhouse over there. And, and they, and they go and hang out there, but shit, I, come to think of it, I was supposed to meet them on Thursday and no bull weevils were there. So they're fucking posers. It turns out, you know, okay, well, we'll play the, we'll play their song anyway. Yes. Let's do that. This is the A side. Wait, what's the, what song are we doing? The A side from the new single, Liniment and Tonic. Okay, great. Cool. Cool. Into it. All right. Here it is. Bull Weevil's Liniment Tonic.
You heard it here first. Ball weevils. Oh, Liniment and tonic. I they heard it here first. It's been out there quite a bit now. Like oh, I said, I shut up. Play it. Shut up. I actually saw him play it live a couple times before it came out. Listen, I'm like, I know that song. Listen, don't break into um, my Casey Kasem, all right? Just don't fucking do it, all right? It's, it's upsetting. Oh, fine. It's upsetting. Um, Did we lose you know, Toby? Fun, fun fact, Toby. Is, Kate, is Casey Kasem still alive? No, he's dead as dead as can be. And he lost his marbles long before he died. Um, fun fact. Wow. I think the guest that most people have said that they would like to have us come on, have on is Daryl and Daryl has tentatively agreed to it though. I don't know him per- personally, but we will probably reach out to him next year when the record comes out. Cause uh, he's a great interview. And yeah. like I said, a lot of our people have said, you got to have Daryl on and I would love to. Um, I've seen him play a few times, met him real casually. Don't pretend to know, pretend to know them at all, but all nice guys from what I can tell. So speaking of nice guys, the Lillingtons were, were the Lillingtons the band, because you said that Falcon album sold real well. Were the Lillingtons really the band that put you on the map or not necessarily? Uh, yeah, I think the first two, I mean, the, the Falcon has dudes from Rise Against and Alkaline Trio and Lawrence Arms in it. I mean, that oh, is, yeah. yeah, and I know that um, you grouchy little bastards are probably like. Um, <laughs> well, it's not really our cup of tea, but yeah. that's okay. I mean, I don't. I, I I've met Brandon a couple times, real casually. Yeah, once again, but seems like a really here we great go. guy. I'm just not that into his music. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Great guy. It's. I think it's because you're not punk enough, but it's fine. It it's great. Be. Um, it could be. Yeah. Lillington. Uh, it doesn't sound enough like the exploited. <laughs> a nice. Yeah. One. Right. Nice one. Yeah. He's no Wathy, all yeah. right? Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Lillington, how'd you end up hooking up with these, these crazy guys from Wyoming? Uh, I had known Cody from just being a fan of the band when they would, they would tour. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how much stuff of this is uh, canon or lore here, but there was a while there when Fat Records was trying to sign the Lillington. Um I think Mike has been open about this, but uh, Master Genie, when he had Death by Television, he sent it over to Fat Records, and he was like, "I know this band is from Wyoming, and this is totally, you know, it's, that's, those are words that would normally, you know, disqualify a band from being signed." But this record is fucking special, and Mike listened to it and was like, "Yeah, whatever," and really? then. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty. I'm certain he's talked about this. I know he has because I've heard the story a thousand oh, times. Yes. And he didn't like it. He didn't like it. And so Master Genie was like, "Well, uh, I guess I'm going to send it over to Ben Weasel next because he's got another label." And they're like, yep. "What? This is fucking yep. awesome!" Sign. Yep. And Mike. And I think Mike did a page in the Fat Records office. It was like, "Yo, where are you?" I think he was looking for Mark. I'm. Who's got that Lillington thing? We need to sign this band. And. um called master genius like too late like they just signed to fucking lookout like yesterday and that was i am sure mike will tell you one of his biggest three regrets um mm. and that's uh but but we always were huge fans of lillington's at uh at fat and my bestie in in san francisco david jones had been pen pal cody uh for years even before any of this shit. Um, and we would all, we, we kind of were, were buds. And, um, and when, when lookout was going under, um, I contacted them. was like, yo, I can get these titles from them. And, uh, 
I did. I literally drove over to Lookout Records and talked to Chrisser and put all their leftover stock in a station wagon, wrote them a very small check, surprisingly. Um, and from then on, had had the rights to like one of the most important like pop punk records uh, ever. I mean, in my lifetime at least. So it's an awesome. And the good news is for the Lillingtons is that Ritzker did get it because we are known for anything. Uh, yeah, maybe there's a couple couple drunks that run the label, but um, it's that we when it's time to pay royalties, we pay on time and we pay our bands better than anybody else. So um, they've always gotten really nice checks from it, and I'm super proud and honored to be able to have kind of rescued that uh, those those Lillington's titles um, because you know I mean obviously they would be out and they'd be in print shit like that and they are now but uh, well, I don't know if that's what put like Red Scare on the map like we had the Falcon we had Bottle Rocket we had Enemy U it was already kind of happening at that time hmm. it's funny Toby because we you and I met in the flesh one time and it was in Milwaukee a couple of years ago at the Dumberfest what show was that Dumberfest 2. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 Dumberfest yeah. Dumberfest yeah. 3, yeah. Lawrence Arms headlined. And, and right. I, bought, I bought a copy of that record from your Red Scare box that you were operating out on the little table outside in the uh, yeah, side we, yard. We there. call it a crate. So, call it a crate. Yes, it's a crate. So it's funny because you, so you mentioned David Jones, right? And he was he was the singer for Enemy U. That's or right. I wrong yeah. with it. And, and no, so the, uh, yeah, David was the primary songwriter and singer for NMU. So that actually ties in really well with this next song, right? Which is absolutely. The, so, so tell me this as an insider, because you you are an insider. You're you're so far inside that you probably can't even. <laughs> is, it, is this out. about like is this about like shipping uh, or like uh, yeah, exactly, warehouse exactly. logistics? You, you like shipping more exciting stuff. No, no. What I was going to yeah. say was, so I obviously watched the Lunatons break up, and then I saw them get together for Riot Fest, and I saw that show. I'd never seen them the first time they played, first run of, you know, their first run. Then I saw them at Riot Fest, I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever. And then I was lucky enough to see them five or six times when they got back together. But are are they done for good? Is there is I mean, are the Lunatons really, truly done Ooh. You know, I know you know. Uh, insider talk, insider uh, you, talk, right here. You think you, 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 yeah, you think I know? Um, I don't know. Uh, I can't take I anything think... seriously anymore. Like when Seven Seconds got back, when I heard, I'm thrilled that Seven Seconds is getting back together, but I just, I can't take any breakup seriously anymore. Not since the Rolling right. Stones, right? I mean, didn't I mean, didn't somebody's brother die in Seven Seconds? Oh, the drummer. The drummer got really sick, I believe. Well, the yeah, because the bass player and the like, Kevin and the bass player are brothers, right? I don't know about the rest of them. Anyway, okay. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. yeah. I mean, so, so tell us about the Lillingtons from yeah. the insider. You got the insider perspective. I'm I'm gonna quote you on this forever. This is gonna be on Blabbermouth. Tell tell us. Yeah, put on Blabbermouth. Um, yeah, Cody would love it. Uh, what the fuck's Blabbermouth? I tell you what, I, I have been I have been a good friend of Cody's for over 20 years, and. I, I think it's hilarious that he still kind of keeps me at arm's length. And that's part of being friends with Cody a little bit is that this, this might be the, um, this might be the vodka Coke zero talking. But um, one of the things about Cody is that he's a little bit of a man of mystery. And, and you know what? Uh, I love Cody to death. And he's also one of 
the in my eyes one of uh, I respect him more than like almost any other creative person I can think of in the world. And so I don't expect him to be at my beck and call for for everything. I, I mean, I'm not trying to like build this fucking mystique and mythos around Cody, but like, dude, you probably fucking know more than I do about bullet stuff. If I were to call him, like, really nail him down, he'd probably just get fucking annoyed with me. And I, um, I just kind of like what, whatever he wants to do. I know right now he's pretty stoked to be out on tour, and I know he's also really stoked about his new stuff that he's making with uh, the band Sack. Um, yeah. And that is that is a it's more like kind of a, like a balls out like rock version of of Cody's stuff he does, but he's got friends. He lives in Denver now. He's happily married and he's doing his thing. And he's got some homies that he's making music with when he's not doing his other stuff. And he's stoked on that. And, um, you know, I, I, he, he's the kind of person that is, he's a creative, you know, and, um, he's passionate about it. And I, I, there's just, uh, I don't want to bust his dick about Lillington stuff. You know, I, I don't know. If you if you had if you put a gun to my head and we're like, are the it was just a, it was again? just a yes or no question, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but there's no look, bro. There's no yes or no answer. Play the fucking play the fucking Lillington song. You're the one that got me all drunk. Well, I tell you what, fucking got all me. All right, listen. You know, all right, I tell you what. So so this this came from the last Lillington's thing. They swear it's the last thing they're ever going to record. And it was an enemy you tribute because David Jones is, is passed away, and this song is called Seventy Two Hours. That's right.
72 hours, the Lillingtons, who might or might not be broken up for good. Well, I just don't know why yeah, any bands I don't know why bands ever break up anymore. They might as well just say, hey, we're not playing right now, and if they play again, cool, and if they don't, cool. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. It used to mean something when bands broke up when we were kids, damn it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Why don't you ask him? Maybe well, on I, Wednesday, I, I maybe I will. Maybe I'll go up to him and say, Toby said you're not breaking up. What do you think about that? Exactly. I, I have interviewed. I did. See, now, I, I, never, I never said that. And also, <laughs> I, you, you and I are going to meet in the next few days in Urbana, Illinois. We are. That's, that's not the place you want to. It's not the place you want to meet a stranger. I'm just I, saying. I used to live down there for like six years. I'm fine, mate. I'll tell you oh, right no now. shit. All right. Yeah. So maybe I should be. Yeah. Toby is about a foot taller than you are. Is he? Toby's Toby's taller than he sounds. Yes, that's I've what got, I remember about Toby. I've got old man. I've got old man anger though, so you know I might be all right. That's true. Well, it's fu- it's funny, Toby, because I kind of get the impression that you like doing like the PR stuff, like you're essentially doing now, even though this is a very relaxed version of PR. That that's not really your thing. Am I right about that? I mean, is, is that something that's not entirely within your in, in your comfort range? Uh, well, I mean, are you talking about me promoting the bands I work with? Well, just just doing this type of this type of thing, you know, kind of the the promotional end of it. I don't know. I just when I when I met you in person, I I I, 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 I think I I follow I follow your thing because I'm by day I'm a uh, an, a trained assassin. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> exactly. Excellent. Maybe not that comfortable yeah. with with the talking part of it, but that's uh, maybe that was just my impression. <laughs> yeah. I, it, yeah. This is why this is why this podcast has been so awkward, and I can't shut up. It's because. I'm actually, actually a killer. I, I, no, uh, I've been very pleasantly surprised about how verbose you are. I was kind of, I was kind of worried about that. I guess I had nothing to worry about. You're in like full podcasts. Uh, I've done a couple of them now. You're just like you're open. You wide. know what's what's funny, and this may be a vodka coke talking coke zero. Uh, is I did a this is a punk news related podcast, or at least that's how I perceive it. And the last it, time. It I is the, uh, very, very ten. It's very uh, tenuous at this point. Yes. Ex- excuse me. Yeah. Uh, yes. Don't be saying that. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, look, I'm I'm blacklisted too. But I I did a I did the the Midwest. What's it called Bedmid Best Midwestern podcast, oh, which Scott Greg, Heisel yeah, yeah. used to do. Yeah, Greg. Greg's better, yeah. Right? And it, and I listened to it. They had me on there, and I listened to it. And as soon as the podcast ended, Greg goes like, "Okay, wow." And Scott's like, "Yeah." That guy's a real talker. I warned you about this guy. I was like, oh, you know, I can hear this shit, you motherfuckers. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, if you're asking me about do I like uh, promoting bands, it's like, yeah, that, that's, I mean, the PR element of it is, you know, it's, 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 I, I'm passionate about my friend's music and I send emails and harass people about, my friend's music. Um, I I hope no one is offended by it, but like, this is this is the, that's the part of the job that I really like. And um, I mean, I'd be way better at selling Bull Weevils and Elway songs than I would be at like selling insurance, you know, because I believe in that shit. So I have no problem with like the the PR element of it, and I think we do a pretty decent job of getting our bands out there. There you go. Well, because I know you do it, you do a lot of it yourself, which is once again a testament to the sort of DIY nature of what you do. So, listen, why don't you tell is us it, about Sam Roos? Uh, oh no, sorry, nope. 
No, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Russo, yeah, no, let's let's talk about Russo. He's next on the, he's next on the chopping block, so, right? So I don't know anything um, about Sam Russo. Tell me about Sam Russo. Damn. Got some, well, got some yeah. rebound going on there. Uh-oh. Am I all right? How does it come and go? That's what I can't Yeah, there's a lot of echoes. There's like, a lot of echo that comes and goes. Well, but now, see, now it's gone again. Mm, What's yeah. going on? Yeah. I believe that Toby is sitting I'm in a sure. giant cave. Like a, a like a bottomless. Nah, Toby's just fucking with us. I'm sitting in, uh, yeah, I'm sitting in my kitchen, which sounds, which looks like an Airbnb, but uh, not like in a cool, not like a cool Airbnb. Like, oh, we splurged, we got a fucking killer, we got a dope Airbnb. Uh, Sam Russo is a dungeon master. He works. Uh, <laughs> sounds he, like it. He works at like what? Yeah, he works at like the uh, British equivalent of what we call a high school. Um, and he does cool shit with his students. Like he goes skateboarding with them and gets them into fantasy gaming and does creative writing. Um, he's one of my kind of best homies in the world, which sounds weird because we only get to hang out once every few years, but, um, he's been very tolerant of us. They've had a lot of good offers to go to other labels, but Sam always continues to work with us. Um, he is from, uh, Haverhill. Uh, England, which is in Suffolk. What's that? The southwest part oh of. Oh my no, yeah. god! He's a, he's a fucking farmer. Great, great. Nice. Yeah, well, you you the what the, the the nearest club is the Ipswich Town, the Tractor yes, Boys. You Ipswich, call them. yeah, the, yeah. Uh, fucking hell, yeah. A bunch of hacks, yeah. But but hey, take it easy. Sam Sam's not a he's not a hillbilly. Yeah. He's great. Um, and uh, I love him to pieces. And he was sort of came to us because Brendan and Dan Adriano were doing a UK tour and um, they were both like, you have to put out this guy's record. He's, he's a, he, he's one of us. And um, he's been one of my best friends ever since. And uh, he did this sort of revisitation of his, uh, his last uh, full length back to the party, which came out like right in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, like, he was canceling shows like a few days out. It was heartbreaking because it's his best stuff yet. And you know, you, you line everything up and, and all gets blown to smithereens. Um, and, uh, he came back and, and did some plugged in versions of the songs. And I think that's what, uh, this next, this next jam of yours is an example of. So he's more so so he's mostly a folker, but he so he like yeah, he's redid his like folky songs <laughs> gotcha. in an electric style. Interesting. Usually it's the opposite, right? Uh, let me just put it this way: I mean, it, it, it sounds when people hear, hear his records, they're like, "Oh, this these are punk songs," and he 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 runs in punk circles, and he and like he can he can open for no effects and not have people throw knives at him, which. By the way, plenty of fat bands can't say that. So, uh, <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense, you, Sam is dope. He's punk, but it's also there's a lot to it. Just play the fucking song, and the, the, I'm looking the, for the, the title of it. it. I accidentally I've got it. opened I've got the it. sound file. I've got you it. Got it? Neil yeah, I've got it. it. This is a song about uh, our heroes of Leeds United. This is called Young Heroes. <laughs> I need a long rest so I can 
Russo there with Young Heroes. Okay, so question. Who would win in a fight, Sam Russo or Frank Turner? Um, yeah, Frank Turner would tell you that Sam Russo. There you go. Right. No, I can't. I'd be happy to answer it. Um, they're both pretty – they're both – They're both. they look pretty scrappy. Hmm. Um, I, bet Frank, I bet Frank Turner – yeah, uh, Sam Russo is all gristle too, but uh, Frank Turner could definitely kick most people's ass. He's sizable, uh, in good shape. He's got this sort of, he could be one of the knights of the round table and all that kind of shit. Um, if you were to ask Sam Russo and Frank Turner at the same time who would win a fight, both of them would say Sam Russo. And that's, and that's fine. That's just, that's just how it is. But like, it's not a competition. Um, they're, they're both make very different music but you know um hmm. just because they're from england doesn't mean they have to fight i know that's what well, you guys the, think well, over well, there well but, it does because they're, they're both too, folkies other, right you did that other folky guy what's his name billy something his name is almost called some legacy don't get me started with billy bragg you're not going there uh, are you no not billy bragg okay <laughs> fucking good. no we love billy bragg no we don't we hate we, billy bragg we love billy bragg we hate billy bragg it was a great album it was called some legacy it's Billy Liar is what you're thinking of. He's, he's Scottish, so you're going to give your friend a, uh, an aneurysm if you keep I feel like going down this path. Both, he probably, I feel like he could beat them both pretty stout. Pretty stout. I don't know. Uh, now, Billy, Billy is actually um, 
he's a very he's a wee Scotsman from he lives in Dundee now. He's from fucking Edinburgh. I don't know what the fuck they live. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where he's from. Who See, cares? there you go. Be, being being Scots, he'd beat both of them in a fight by himself because he'd be drunk on uh, fucking Buckfast. Yeah, that could be. But you know what? We don't we don't always have to fight everybody. Can I just we put do. that out there? We, we do. It's we drunk just rock, be, right? yeah. All right. Jules is drunk. All right. Fair, fair enough. He likes to fight everybody, at least oh. on the internet. So the, the, the question so, I was going to ask you that you kind of, you kind of blew off, and maybe you'll blow it off again. But the truth of the matter is, what you kind of do a lot of is like tour manager, right? I mean, is that kind of what your day job is? Oh, God. What? This guy is my fucking, like, uh, you with the IRS or something? That's Tom for you. That's Tom for you. Well, I mean, it's, just, it's an interesting job to have right now because, I mean, obviously it's a very difficult time to do that job, right? Because there's no tours? Yeah, that's great. Uh, I... I tour manage uh, a couple. I you know, I just uh, I just did a quote unquote tour managing. Uh, Laura Jane Grace did did some shows up north and old friend, and we went up and Green Bay, and Minneapolis, and then she's driving on down to St. Louis. I got on the bus in Iowa, and uh, when it comes to friends uh, that that need somebody to sell merch and shit, I, I you know I'm there. Um, I, I, if I'm a tour manager, I've been quote unquote tour managing Lawrence arms for 15 years. And I think they, and everyone else that's ever interacted with me would say I'm the worst, most unprofessional, unqualified tour manager, air quotes of all time. So if it's a, if it would be fucking sad, if, uh, if you, what you think my job is a tour manager, I, I carry boxes and help my friends out. But beyond that, like anyone can do this shit. Anyway, everyone should do it. You should go out and help, help your help your friends' bands um, load in and sell stuff and deal with the bullshit because that's um, that's what Tom's getting at. Is the what, what, yeah. and you and you book you book tours you book you book your band so that's correct. Well, that is actually a more professional endeavor, and I work with a a booking agency. And yes, I confirm and contract and settle shows as a booking agent, but I only do that. Uh, for a scant few bands too, because to me, like the label is the most important thing. But like you know, I'll help out whatever whoever buds need need a hand. Okay. Well, listen, I have one more question, but I'm gonna add, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to Neil because Neil loves to wait till I'm done and then have like three questions. Oh Jesus! So Neil. Go I, ahead. I actually do. I actually have some interesting questions from things that he has talked about. So a couple I'll decide of, whether they're interesting. You well, just ask them. A couple of times you've mentioned living in the West Indies. What was up with that, and which island were you living on? Uh, I was in St. George's, uh, Grenada. I am. Uh, I was actually on the on the Wendy's cricket team. Uh, I'm a professional. Uh, just kidding. I, I, I don't think there, quite, uh, with the, not quite big enough for that, but okay. <laughs> Well, first of all, I'm definitely big enough to play cricket. Um, uh, you don't huh. need to be a fucking monster to play. But um, look, for people who are listening to the shit, Bones both of you, healed, you. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just just know just know that I had an Englishman on the hook for one second, thinking I was a professional cricketer. Which no, you actually amazing. didn't for a second, um, but okay. <laughs> all right, all right, fine, fine. Yo, but. Let me just say this. Uh, do you, I, I don't know if you do or know, don't know anything about cricket, but of course I do. I it's my favorite Chris sport. Gale. It's my favorite sport. Okay, I, I saw the fucking uh, 
English national team play the Windies in person. I saw Chris Gales crush you guys and whatever you guys have a, a saying that you do like, Hey now, or how about it? Or whatever the English say <laughs> your team. What is it? Hey, Hey now, how's about it? I haven't dude. I have no what, idea. What is it? You guys have a thing. Oh, yeah. Yes, you do. Like your whole English, your cricket team has a, has a, like a saying. It's like, <laughs> I've no idea what you're go on about. now, boys. <laughs> Uh, well, it turns out you don't know shit about cricket. Are you, are you sure it wasn't the Aust- um, Are you sure it wasn't the Australians you were watching, mate? <laughs> no, it was definitely the English, and it is actually the English beat the Windies, but it doesn't matter. Um, I was down in uh, St. George's because my partner is in medicine, and um, you know, we it, it's it, I, if I could be there right now, um, not talking to you guys, uh, I would do it. Uh, in a second. Not mm-hmm. that you guys aren't cool, but like it's my favorite place I've ever lived. I beer is cheaper than water, and that's not an exaggeration. I could walk. I could walk to White Sand Beaches. Um, everyone is cool to you, even though you're like the only white person there, uh, and they shouldn't be cool to you if there was any uh, justice in this world. But people are cool as shit. I, I, I recommend everybody go to St. George's because it's dope as shit, and and. Um, and people are kind and beautiful. You got bonus points for mentioning Chris Gale. That's uh, very good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You don't even know what your own fucking slogan is that the, the English cricket fans have? I have a fucking England cricket tattoo. So just knock it off, son. Just knock it off. <laughs> All right. Well, I saw, I saw you guys play, and I definitely was drunk as shit and you, asking did, questions in the English. Did you mingle what? with, did you mingle with the Barmy army? Cause the Barmy army were over there. I'm sure all drunk as fuck and all singing all day. Right. I don't know. That that sounds like something from game of Thrones or something or Dune, but <laughs> no, those are the English uh, cricket fans. I called the Barmy army. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I definitely, I was, they, they were, I would ask them questions and they would, they would answer my questions. And I mean, there's a few like expats down there, but mm-hmm. most of them are, you know, I'm sure there's like, Oh, an American asking questions about cricket. Well, this is fun. Uh, it was great. It, they were, they were cool. It's a fun game. Uh, and I kind of like try and pay attention as much as I can, but you know, uh, it's, it's, it's weird too, but anyhow, um, I hope that answers your question about the, uh, the West Indies. It does. I'm glad, I'm glad that you liked it. Yes. Um, so, you are in Chicago now, but I mean, you're not here permanently. You're going to be moving again sometime. Yeah. I'm sort of beholden to uh, my partner's medicine career. And uh, it's a topic of hot debate here in this household. Uh, where we go next. If it were up to me, I'd like to stay in Chicago, but if it really up to me, I'd like to go to the West coast. I don't think, um, I don't know if those options are on the table, and without, you know, um, getting too much into shit we don't even know about, I, I don't know. We'll probably end up in the East Coast or somewhere totally lame. And, you know, I'll just have to deal with it. Well, I tell you what, what it won't be, I won't be in um, the Caribbean probably anytime soon, which yeah, sucks. That's a shame. So um, not to get too much like Tom and prying into your business, but is, is, uh, is the label your main job or do you have a day job? Uh, you know, it's funny. When I lived in Chicago the first time, I worked in the front office for the for a professional baseball team, of all things. Um, hmm. But my primary, 
<laughs> my primary, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you got you got two to choose from. I was gonna say it's probably um, the White Sox. I would three, imagine, one right? that people yeah. care about, and one that people don't. Yeah, White Sox. I would guess. <laughs> well, yeah, see, there there it goes again. They're not knowing what he's talking about. Everybody, um, <laughs> I will say this: uh, the team, the team. I, I don't work for them because I didn't want to work for Trumpers. And anybody who knows anything. Oh yes, okay, it's the Cubs. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, uh, no, I, even when I worked for the Yubs, I, my primary thing, concern and everything was, um, was always Red Scare the label. I mean, the label has 50 bands on it for counting alumni and everything. And, um, wow. you know, uh, how many, how many uh and I mean, what are you at for total number? I don't know, man. Why don't you do a little research? <laughs> we want you, we want your tax down. papers. We need to see your Dude, tax papers. God damn it. You do research, not some egghead. Yeah. No shit. Good grief. Yeah, uh, so there's a lot there's a lot of bands, a lot of records. Um, you should all check up. You should listen to every one. Every time before you go to bed, you should put it on Spotify and then put the repeat on. Um, but yes, I primarily, I primarily do the label. I also book some bands. I work with... Uh, a booking agency and then I, you know, I, I contract tours. Uh, so there's shit like that. But if you guys want to um, see my bank account, we can, we can talk about that too. I suppose. Okay. Next question. I just have one right. more question, Tom, and then, right. and then you can ask yours. So I know an artist. Mine will lead to the end. So, okay, go ahead. I know an artist who's recorded an album and is looking to put it out. Very famous artist. So I think you guys should put it out. <laughs> That's not a question. Okay, great. It's, it's, is, is, a hypo, is a hypothetical like what happens next? Or it's Morrissey, goddammit. Put out Morrissey's album for me. Ah, he's, he's, already, oh. he's already got it recorded. <laughs> Fucking put it out. Reach out to him and yeah, put out his funny. album. I don't think that's a good fit for his label. I'm telling you. I'm going to let you down easily, Neil. I don't feel like that's a good fit for Red Scare. I think it might be. I think yeah. it might be perfect. And he's looking for a hmm. label. So you could be good. You could be good. All right. So, okay. you know. I hold on. I, I, can I can respond to that. If you say, if you say anything negative about Morrissey, you're going to send him into a rage. So you might just avoid this. Whole thing. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. It. I, yeah, we. I, we could. We're probably getting. We're. We're. The ship is bursting at the seams here in terms of time. Yeah. Uh, we could definitely do two hours on Morrissey. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> Please, yes, let's do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm out. Count me out. Yeah, let's, let's, do, the, let's do the extended version on Morrissey. Um, I will say this much. Uh, I went to Riot Fest. I went to the bonus version of Riot Fest, which was Thursday. Um, the Thursday, not the band, the day, the preferred Thursday. And I saw Neil was playing with Joyce Manor. That was a delight. Neil Hennessy of Lawrence Arms playing with Joyce Manor. And then um, Patty Smith played. And then Alkaline Trio played. And I went from seeing Alkaline Trio play radio as soon as the last notes rang out, Morrissey started playing How Soon Is Now right across in the yard. And we were good and drunk, but that was one of the best fucking like couple hours of my life in 2021. So um, I, I, I understand that like everyone wants fucking, you know, wants to get famous hating Morrissey, but um, you know, uh, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to do another podcast about Morrissey because that's all I got. the right answer. Yes. That is the right answer to staying good graces around here. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate all right, that. listen. So, so when when you think Red Scare, you think of pop punk, right? But I noticed the last couple of years, especially, you seem to have really branched out. You got um, you've done some folk punk stuff, <laughs> and of course, you've done this 
band that we're going to play last, which is this weird French oi band. So is this is this a conscious decision to branch out, or is this just a matter of you putting out what you like, or what what what, what, are, you, what are we doing here? What's the future of Red Scare, Toby? The big questions. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. I think first of all, I think um, Red Scare is not very uh, not especially viable in 2021, right? Because the, you know what's popular is that dumb like sad white boy emo shit. And we don't even know what's, don't even know mean, what's popular, so don't even say we don't even know. Right, right. Well, I have to be, I have to, I have to pretend to take to pay attention to it. But yeah, there's a lot of pretty whack shit. And I'll be honest with you, Red Scare is is um is into traditional punk rock, and like I love, I grew up listening to The Misfits and The Clash, Dead Kennedys, all that kind of shit, right? Exploited and yeah. um, <laughs> exploited the Scots, yes. All that, kind of, all that kind of shit. So it's a reflection of it. Well, I mean, you joke about that, but you, and you mentioned you mentioned folk punk, but I'm, but like Billy Liar uh, is friends with the dudes from Exploited. So I got you there, pal. And that's kind of where it ties together. I, I really like that um, Billy Liar album. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade on it. It was good. No, it's cool. And uh, what you're referring to the, the the first release we put out this year on the final song we'll play is from a French band called Flow. And uh, oh, Flow yeah. is part. I'm embarrassed. I've been calling it flea because it looks like flea or flu. Flow. Yeah. Well, look, we, that, you know, Nick. This is what happens when you when you when you educate them in America. They can they see a e accent and they don't even know what to do with themselves. You know. Well, it's F L E A U, um, right? F L E A U. That just I don't get flow out of that, but you know that's just my. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> How'd you find? Okay. These well, look. Uh, yeah, they were sent to me. I'm, I'm familiar with like one of their members. He's a guy. I mean, the, the singer dude, Simone is, he drives around like all the oil and street punk bands in Europe. Um, this is, these are, these are words. Every time I say them, I'm like, Oh, this is going to sound really stupid to anybody who hears them. But, um, here goes nothing. Uh, the French oil scene is actually like a thing. Um, and there, there's there's a lot of great bands uh, coming out of France and the Oi scene. And when you hear this next music, you, when we think of Oi, I don't know, maybe you think of Cox Bar or Blitz or, or whatever. Um, but this th- this band sounds kind of like the modern uh, incarnation of what, what a lot of Oi bands are. And to me, well, whatever. I, I don't want to, no spoilers, but it's there's definitely like some some like h- hardcore elements to it. Um, but uh, the oi scene is alive and well and France are, have become like strangely the torchbearers for it. And the year before I say yeah. that Lions law record a couple of years ago is one of my very favorite records of the year. They're a French kind of boy band. So yeah. Yep. Yep. And there's, and there's definitely some crossover there. Um, I know like Simone, and all those guys know the Lions law people. Um, but yeah, I don't know when when you uh, it, it, it's just a very interesting band. They're all about um, their songs are about like medieval conquest and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, like the Templars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Okay. It's a well, you know it's a Templars little bit though, like right? Templars. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's right. Uh, I, lost, I lost my song. What's the name of the song? Tell the song the is song. called what? Affliction. All right. So we're gonna play flow, not flee or flee. 
Well, well, this is flow. This is called <laughs> affliction, and we'll come back and say adios. So, okay, this is flow affliction from their new self-titled. Bonjour. EP. Yes. Yes, that was so, flow, flow with affliction. Flow, affliction. Don't ask me to don't ask me to interpret it for you since I can't even pronounce the simplest words in French apparently. Well, so that's a pretty difficult. Yeah, you should right see there. you should see their they they did a we did a music video for that um, and somebody spliced together some cool footage of a uh, Polish. Yes, um, I saw that. That was crazy. That was crazy uh, uh, good. It was like a 1960s movie, right? Right. So it was the biggest budget movie in Poland that was done like during the Warsaw Pact years, and these and and Flo had somebody kind of piece it together, and for one goddamn second, we here at Red Scare um, had stumbled ass backwards into like a viral uh, video thing, but it was going viral in in like Poland because everyone's like oh yeah this is remember this is from the 60s this is our you know it, it was just pretty funny and sure enough within like the first few days we got like a takedown notice and trust me I mean I didn't know what it was well but, but it was a bunch of fucking French punks like taking Soviet era footage of a Polish crusade movie. Like I figured, I don't know, like I take their word for it. The shit was safe. Right. 
and shame on me for you know I respect people's uh, creative rights and all that kind of shit. But what the fuck, right? I mean, I, I to this day I don't agree. I don't agree that there's a rights holder or a copyright to it because it was owned by the former Soviet Union. But I digress. Whatever. Uh, the video was pretty fun. And uh, it got a takedown notice. I think we put up another version so you can still see it. Uh, but at the time, it was like hundreds of thousands of plays were happening to it. And um, all these like Europeans were sounding off. And um, it's, it's a really, really, really cool. I'm going to say what? most of those plays were because of my positive review of the EP on Punk News. I'm going to assume that that was a lot of that. <laughs> okay. Toot okay. your own horn, yeah. mate. Toot your own horn over there. <laughs> Hey, he he's a tastemaker, and um, but you know pe- people did like it, and it's a really cool debut. I want to. I hope they do more shit. I um, it, it was it was fun, and I know what you're thinking. Your your earlier question were like, oh, branching out. Like I don't I don't I don't think it's branching out. Dude, <laughs> a bunch of dudes wearing helmets uh, and playing oi music. Fucking hey, that's that's I'm into that. That's <laughs> traditional punk rock. That's what we do. Singer has like a sword. Yeah, you know, listen, man, it's it's all good. It's all under the umbrella, right? Listen, Toby, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us, man. It's been a pleasure. We've been pursuing you for a little while, and uh, you were—I think you were a little reticent about it, but I hope you had fun. We had fun talking to you. I don't believe we said anything that would get us sued and/or canceled. I don't believe. Uh, well, to be determined. But yeah, I'm. If if I uh, was late in getting back to you, it's because I'm a, uh, an asshole and. Uh, I can already it's, tell. It's, I've it's had, our laziness in I've it's had, our laziness in pursuit. You know, this is we're amateurs also. We're just you know, it's like, hey, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've had four vodka Coke zeros now, and nice. uh, I can we can we do this? Can we just redo this whole thing? Let's just let's just do another. Well, I'll, I'll, tell take, you, I'll, I'll tell you what. We had such a great conversation before we started recording that in another year or so, when some of these finer details shake themselves out we're gonna have you drink four or five before we talk to you and then we're gonna call you back up and then we're yeah. gonna have a then we're gonna then we'll have an episode that'll get us canceled yeah and we'll, we'll do the whole morrissey thing it'll like there's exactly. no way what what it'll, what be, the, it'll yes. be two hours of morrissey teenage bottle rocket just everything that's even slightly controversial it's gonna be all controversial yeah what what could possibly go wrong what i'm loving it i'm great. loving it let's do it but anyway, yeah, thank, thanks for taking the time right. to talk to us, man. Best best of luck with all your endeavors. I hope you and Neil can meet up, and I hope uh, maybe we can catch up before you leave Chicago again and have, yeah. a, have a Coke Zero or and vodka or old style or whatever. Well, I think – Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I know, I know I've talked too much already, but I do appreciate you guys giving a goddamn and knowing about punk music. And, and anybody who's listening that's ever given a shit about this stuff, uh, I know we, I, we can be jaded and all about all this shit, but, like, Anybody who gives a shit about this community and this music and my friends and people who are, whether you're carrying boxes or writing songs, man, it's awesome that people give a fuck. And so hats off to everybody and, you know, cheers to the, to the punks. Wow. Well, well said, dude. Words to live by. That's... Holy shit. Look yeah, at exactly. that. You I mean, were just joking every... the whole time, weren't you? Cheers, to, hour and cheers half. to everybody who's here for the Stop room. it. Stop <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to I'm trying to end your I'm trying to end your podcast I'm trying to end your podcast on professional note man you guys need you guys need to get me on board this this whole thing ridiculous fucking ramshackle right, mate thanks, ramshackle thanks, thanks for listening we'll talk to you again soon I'm sure Neil yeah keep a little keep a little mark in your heart and stay free everybody we'll see you later yeah bye bye.
Let's go.